Okay. Well, hello everyone. Good morning. Can you hear me? Yes, I can hear you very well. Okay, good. Good. I wanted to uh, give a notice uh, before the talk, which is that uh, if sometimes devotees, they try to communicate with me on Facebook and um, several devotees have ask me questions. I'm not able to answer those and also I may be hindered in some other ways in terms of responding through the computer because my computer is broken. So the screen, the display on my, my computer is, is tweaked and broken and so certain sections of this page I can't see and participate in and so forth. And so um, it's difficult also to get it repaired at this time, given the um, uh, fact that many businesses are closed and so forth, and the cost of repair is probably not worth it. So until I can um, replace my laptop with another one, I may be um, limited in terms of my communicate through the computer. Um, this will work here, so. Um, just announcement announcement for all of you to be patient um, and with that. Just one thing, when you hit your mic on the side here, it makes a really kind of loud, loud noise. So to be just conscious of that. Well, I'll try to avoid that. Maybe I'll make so um, at any rate, this is Auspicious Day, Bala Dave. Rasiatra. I'm honored to be able to speak with all of you on this uh, subject. It's a very um, elevated subject in that it uh, speaks about uh, dynamics, feelings uh, in a world of consciousness far beyond topics such as differentiating consciousness from matter, which is uh, huge in and of itself. Um, so I'll try to include everyone in as much as possible, but just just to preface the talk, it 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 um, speaking about the realm from our perspective that is um, constitutes very deep penetration into into the heart of transcendence. And uh, the subject is Balaram Rasyatra Balaram of course is uh, the immediate and first expansion of Krishna. The idea here is that within transcendence, um, the Godhead has uh, an emotional life. And if you can imagine in your own emotional life, if, for example, the emotion arose within you that constituted a, a feeling for uh, relishing friendship and you were constituted such or had the abilities that, um, that you could personify that very feeling and interact with it and so forth. This is what, more or less what Krishna is uh, doing with regard to his expansions within transcendence, we call them Prakash, 
um, and they're they're different in one sense from avatar, which avatar implies a crossing from from that realm to this realm, appearing in this world. And of course, Balaram is the first expansion of Krishna, and he constitutes his uh, well, really, the, the, kind of the personification of of fraternal uh, love. And while he is a prakash or an uh, expansion within Krishna Leela in his bucolic uh, uh, village life, um, the two of them, Krishna and Balaram, do, of course, avatar or descend in the world, it's thought, um, to cater to the uh, transcendental needs of their sadhakas, their devotees who's pining for them in separation uh, can only be mitigated by their appearance, which then has other ramifications for um, for the world and so many others. So uh, the, the story, if you will, of the uh, descent of Krishna and Balaram is uh, something that uh, we, well, we, we draw from the vision in Samadhi and trance of Vyas, uh, he took the historical facts and um, of Krishna's and Ram's uh, appearance in the world, which has been documented uh, to one extent or another, and meditated on the implications of it in a trance. Then he came out to speak about it in ways that we that constitutes Srimad Bhagavatam. So therefore we say sometimes that it's written in Samadhi Bhasha, the Bhasha language of trance, of Samadhi. And um, so that's where we, we're going to, we're going to enter into that uh, description. And um, of course, in that realm, there are many possibilities that uh, we couldn't experience here, um, at least in our, in our waking state, in our dream state, of course, uh, you know, I was writing an art recently, recently wrote a short article and I invoked the um, story of, of Oz and, uh, of course, the difference between the two planes, Dorothy's entrance into Oz and her life in Kansas are thoughtfully depicted as color and black and white, respectively. So our waking life in relation to the the physical forces and so forth is very much black and white in comparison to even our thinking. Um, uh, well, let's say the physical world is black and white and limited, whereas our thinking and experiencing plane is, is full of color. Of course, um, we're talking about something even kind of that's subjective realm to a super subjective realm. There, Dorothy's thoughts in, in the story of the Wizard of Oz were all really drawn from the physical world. So thoughts about this physical world and how it could be better, how it could be improved and so forth. Um, we're taking it a, a step further in terms of possibilities. When we speak of a super subjective world, a world that's in the subjective realm, but it's not filled with thoughts about things. Rather, it's filled with thoughts about the poss possibility of transcendence, information about which we find, for example, in Srimad Bhagavatam. So, um, so Balaram's uh, Rasayatra. Rasayatra, this refers to the romantic life 
of Krishna's other self, uh, appears as his older brother by a few days, a week or so, um, older. And um, his romantic life is, is very interesting, but properly understood, or understood through the lens, if you will, of our uh, Sampradaya, it, um, it really serves to, um, to emphasize, in a way, much more than his own romantic life, the romantic life of, of, of Krishna. And um, so we'll, we'll go into that a bit. The, the um, first reference to his romantic life appears in the 15th chapter of the 10th canto of the Bhagavatam. That chapter is, is entitled The Slaying of Daniel Kasura. And it's a, it's a chapter where Balaram kind of comes into his own, so to speak. It's, uh, it's uh, depicting the beginning of Krishna's boyhood from childhood to boyhood, and in, in, in a very brief summary type of form, it takes us through um, some of the possibilities of the boyhood life of Krishna, moving into and touching, at the end of the chapter, his adolescence. In the boyhood of Krishna, as some of you know, he becomes officially an account herder. This is where friendship really starts to take um, as, a, as, a, um, as an emotion um, shape. You can, for example, think back in your life to your friends, your childhood friends, and you probably cannot remember childhood friends at two and three and four and five, maybe six, seven, eight, nine, ten, when there's a shift. Hmm? from the parents being the center and the friends entering into our life and a, a focus that, uh, that, that uh, turns from the parents to the friends, which causes to hide things perhaps from the parents and so forth. So this uh, chapter begins with this transition, really. Krishna's transitioned from childhood in, into boyhood, which is very, very central to the um, to the, the feelings, the this transcendental, this transpsychological sentiment of sakya or fraternal love, and um, Balaram being, if you will, the best friend of Krishna, and in a sense the very personification of friendship, he is highlighted, understandably, in this chapter, and he's highlighted at the beginning of this chapter with a eulogy. Um, in, in glorification of him, um, spoken by Krishna. And it's spoken in jest at the same time. Uh, as I've said at other times, amongst these transpsychological feelings, sentiments, uh, uh, bhavas, rasas, um, the best, I would say, uh, friend of Sakiras is Hasiras. Hasiras is, is a comedy, humor, and so forth. So among friends, humor reaches its, its height. And so it plays a very prominent role as a secondary rasa within uh, the relationship between Krishna and his intimate friends, joking uh, until your, 
you know, your, your, your sides are, are, are going to burst, so to speak, um, is, is, is quite, uh, quite, quite common. And um, so in this chapter, highlighting in the, the, at, the, at the onset, the entrance into, into boyhood itself, the, uh, the prominence of Balaram is, is brought out, and it's brought out in jest through Krishna, who speaks a eulogy, and there's a couple of senses in which he's speaking in jest. His eulogy is of Balaram, praising him in so many ways before the other, other um, associates, other friends of his. And the jest is that, in one sense, everything that he's saying about Balaram is really a, true about himself. And so, um, in jest, but also politely, rather than glorifying himself, he's glorifying uh, uh, Balaram and depicting him really kind of as the as personification of of, uh, of, of friendly love. Um, so there's some uh, uh, kind of tongue in cheek there. I'm saying this about Balaram, but it's true for me. But that's, that doesn't mean that it's not true uh, for Balaram. So truth is often said in jest. And uh, to illustrate this, the last uh, verse of Krishna's eulogy of Balaram um, speaks about something that hasn't happened yet in the manifest period, or hasn't transpired yet, and that is the romantic life of Balaram. But he speaks about it in such a way as to say that, oh, the fortunate uh, gopis who get, get to embrace your chest are, are so blessed because even Lakshmi, who desires that, does not have that opportunity. But if we look carefully, of course, at the sacred text, we know it's Krishna's chest that Lakshmi desires to embrace and not Balaram's. So he's, again, he's speaking about himself in the context of glorifying Balaram. Everything he says is true and more so about himself, but it's not untrue about Balaram. It is. And so this is kind of a projection, um, if you will, uh, of Balaram's romantic life in the first place in the Bhagavatam that it's mentioned. Um, projection in that Krishna's more or less saying, and you will have a romantic life. And it's significant that he would say that uh, and kind of predict that uh, to Balaram. This is kind of a coming out, if you will, of Balaram. Um, in this chapter, uh, for example, prior to this, Krishna has dealt with many obstacles in the, con- in, in the company of his friends. And Balaram, who is the older brother and whom Yasoda, their mother, is always um, uh, 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 stressing to Balaram, that he has to protect his younger brother, take care of him, and so forth. And so projecting her own parental love, her own vatsalya, onto his sakya. Um, but up to this point in the text, He's not really shown anything that would uh, that would uh, correspond with all the expectations, if you will, of Yashoda. And so the coward friends of Krishna, upon hearing the eulogy of Balaram on the part of Krishna, they then kind of pinch his um, his his ego and um, say, well, you know, here you are. You're a big guy, long, strong arms. But what have you ever done? Hmm? And meanwhile, not far from here, there is the tall forest of tall palms, which have a very sweet fruit, and the scent of them is pervading the forest. No one can go there because Denuka and his associates are um, 
uh, residing there and they won't let anybody come and taste the fruits. And so maybe you should take us there and defeat uh, this Asura and, um, and show us your, your strength and so forth. It's very uh, um, beautiful, uh, uh, very captivating discussion between the coward boys, Krishna and Balaram, where they're, they, they, Krishna and the others are egging him on, so to speak, and, and trying to bring out who he, he really is. So it's a really a coming out, if you will, chapter of Balaram in more ways than one, and including his romantic life, which Krishna is foreshadowing. He's more or less saying, and you're going to have a romantic life too, which is not something that's really on Balaram's mind at this point. And for that matter, um, up until, and um, even at the time of and afterwards his marriage, it's more or less an afterthought for him in the Leela. His preoccupation being primarily, and we'll go into this at greater length, his friendship with Krishna. He's something like an actor in a drama where the hero and the heroine, um, amongst them the hero has a brother or a friend who plays a prominent role. And that brother or friend has a wife too, but maybe she's in one scene, something like that. No one, no one knows her name, something like that. This is the real uh, uh, um, focus of our charges on the personality of Balaram in the Leela. He is first and foremost, primarily above and beyond any other relationship that he has, such as his romantic um, relationship that we're talking about today. Um, uh, he is the friend of Krishna. So, in this chapter, in the rate, this is the first place that his romantic life is talked about. And then moving forward in the text of the Bhagavatam, it takes shape for the attentive reader a little bit more in the uh, uh, chapter describing um, the festival of colors, as it's called today, the world over. This is a Hindu festival, technically called Holi, H-O-L-I. And for some reason or other, it, it, it got some traction um, cross-culturally, and it's uh, uh, often celebrated it, uh, today in, in other countries around the world. Um, from the Hindu perspective, it is a, a festival, a springtime festival, kind of celebrating the spring with the end uh, of the winter. It comes right after Shivaratri, the night of Shiva, and... It's uh, more or less about the conquest, uh, the victory of good over, over evil. Hmm? Basic theme worthy of celebrating. And it's uh, looked at in a number of different ways from different Hindu sects and so forth. The way Krishna looks at it in the Leela, Krishna and Balaram, is um, with um, reference to the ancient story of of. Perlad and his father, Haranyakasipu, the Asura, and, um, and the avatar or appearance of uh, Narasimha hmm? avatar. So in that story, as you may know, it's recorded in the seventh canto of, of the Bhagavatam. Ten chapters are given uh, 
given to this. He is the, not a string of the man lion um, avatar, configured as he is in such a way for um, given uh, um, the, the, the attempt of Prahlad's father to overcome death by way of attaining a boon from Brahma and the boon was such, as some of you know, that he was, the benediction he was given, he wouldn't die at night or a day at the hands of any man or any animal. So at any, at any rate, God appeared, the story is, in such a way as to nonetheless kill him. <laughs> so he couldn't beat, beat the system. He appeared as a man and an animal combined, for example. Um, and, and the many other uh, features of the benediction that seemed to protect Hiranyakasipu from, from death, but um, we can't outsmart um, time. And uh, it, it, it itself is said in the Bhagavad Gita just to be a manifestation of himself. So, um, so at any rate, uh, at one point in the story, um, Prahlad is, uh, expresses his affinity for Vishnu and um, is interested in, in doing his bidding rather than that of his father. So it's, this is distressing to his father and his father tries to kill his own son. And at a certain point, he puts his son Prahlad on the lap of Horika, or sometimes it's pronounced Holika, the sister of Hiranyakasipu, who had a protective kind of cape on and in the, in the pretense of providing um, comfort and solace um, and warmth for Prahlad, who had been already put through many difficulties by his father, the intention of Ranyakasipu and his sister was to burn him to death while the protective cape um, would leave Holika unaffected. But, of course, it didn't work like that. And the cape surrounded Prahlad, and Holika was burned. So um, there's the burning of the effigy of Holika and the name Holy thereafter. And along with that, uh, in, in celebration, there's the, the, um, the throwing of, uh, of, of, of colors. Now, of course, it's all synthetic, but originally, in the, in, 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 as described in the Bhagavatam, they used all um, organic natural colors from spices and so on and so forth, flowers. And at any rate, um, this festival is described in the Bhagavatam in terms of young Krishna and Balaram's participation in it. And it is during this Leela that again, the romantic life um, of Balaram comes up now for the second time. And um, in this uh, story, the, a lot of, during Holi, a lot of norms, social norms are, um, um, put on hold, so to speak. For example, in, with regard to the throwing of colors, which comes the day after, it goes for a night and a day. So it begins in the night, and I think the burning of, of the effigy of, of uh, Holika is, is in the night, and then the next day there's a throwing of colors. And um, during the throwing of colors, no one is given deference. It doesn't matter if you're the father, the priest, uh, the guru, or anyone can be... Um, 
an object of of uh, of play and uh, receive a uh, well. A lot of times they do it now a, a, a balloon full of colored water, which will you know you're not you're not supposed to wear your best clothes, your Sunday clothes on that day. So um, again, a lot of the social norms and etiquette and so forth of behavior are suspended during holy. And so in the Bhagavatam description, we find Krishna and, uh, and, uh, and Balaram in the evening. It's the uh, young maidens of a similar age, the two of them and their boyfriends, their, their, their sakas, their friends, uh, and um, the uh, feminine counterpart, their age, the young um, milkmaidens, and interacting, again, with one another in a way that they, they wouldn't um, normally, but, it, but it's holy. So and it's, a, it's a religious holiday, a religious celebration, and so... Uh, the elders who might be concerned um, and often are about how young they, 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 young um, people interact at this time. Of course, Krishna and Balaram have become adolescents. Um, they need to be chaperoned and some and whatnot, to some extent uh, the, the parents will think and so forth. But oh, it's holy and it's uh, and uh, and it's a religious day, so you know, yeah, all that is is relaxed, if you will. And so we find Krishna and Balaram and the gopis and Krishna and Balaram's friends all together in the setting. And um, at that time, it, uh, it becomes clear that Krishna has a sect, sector of gopis led by Radha who have uh, romantic uh, feelings for him, which he, of course, has for them as well. It's not the first time it's come out in the context of the Bhagavatam, but this is another instance. But now, for the first time, the fact that there's a section of gopis, separate section, who have similar romantic feelings for Balaram is just slightly introduced, hmm? uh, brought up. And the main point, in one sense, that's being made here is that Krishna has his own gopis, Balaram does not have a romantic life with Krishna's gopis, with Radha. His relationship with Radha and Krishna's gopis is quite different. But there are some young maidens that have affection for Balaram. And they're in a different, um, different class, so to speak. Uh, Balaram is uh, very much associated with the, uh, the, the Naga population. Um, um, his his uh, incarnation is Anantasesh, the great serpent. Naga means serpent, great uh, serpent bedstead on which Vishnu resides or, or, or relaxes. Um, it's a way in which Balaram accompanies Krishna, even in his romantic life. There he sits on the bedstead of Anantasesh, his hoods as a cobra over him, um, like, like an umbrella. There he sits with Lakshmi. Hmm? So, where, I've said this before, wherever Balagram, wherever Krishna goes with the expansion, in one of his expansions or avatars, there's the expansion of Radha also, which is consort. And 
Balaram's also there in, in the form of Anantasesh, at least. Um, so he, he does participate in Krishna's romantic life, but not directly. And he has his own romantic life. But as we'll see going forward, it's really um, a, a secondary affair. Hmm? Um, so Krishna has his gopis, Balaram has his gopis. And at this time, hmm, then these gopis who uh, developed, let's say, a, a crush for, on Balaram. This was not um, really um, responded to by Balaram in any way that it could compare to the extent to which Krishna is affected by the romantic uh, feelings of the gopis headed by Radha, which which you know just permeates his whole whole life. Hmm? Um, in Vrindavan, when he goes to Mathura, to Vrindavan, or and to Dwarka, and so forth, this, this theme just keeps coming up, and coming up, and coming up, and coming up. But the romantic life that Balaram does have is something that does not come up again and again and again. In fact, the next time it comes up is all the way into the uh, Dwarka Leela. Krishna, you know, goes from Vrindavan to Mathura, from Mathura to, to the seaside celestial village, or city, I should say, um, of, of Dwarka. And he's there for a long time. And originally, upon leaving Vrindavan, he uh, was expected he would come back shortly. Nanda Maharaj's father was expected to return with him. But extenuating circumstances arose and it wasn't possible. The main problem being that Nanda Maharaj, Krishna's father, told him, well, now you're here in Mathura with Devaki and Nanda Maharaj, they have parental feelings for you, so you shouldn't disobey them. Hmm? So as a point of etiquette, Krishna was told by his father to not disrespect the orders of Devaki Vasudev, who never allowed him to return to Vrindavan. So he, he was in a kind of a bind. And this is how he explained himself to Balaram. When Balaram, day after day, um, pining himself for Vrindavan, the inhabitants there, the cowherding leelas, and uh, and so forth, petitioned Krishna. You know, what? When are we going to return? When are we going to return? This is really kind of drawing, uh, uh, getting drawn out here. And um, he even began to uh, think and, and question Krishna, challenge him, um, uh, uh, in terms of um, where his affections lied hmm? and of course this was very uh, uh, heart piercing uh, for Krishna but he was able to explain himself and pacify Balaram uh, to an extent and by way of bringing up uh, the point I'm making what can I do Nandamars told me to follow Vasudeva and Devaki and they won't let me go to Vrindavan so Krishna came up with a solution maybe you can talk to them and you can get permission to go and you can represent me. Previously, I sent Uddhava to represent me. Uddhava is, um, had no previous acquaintance with Braj and the nature of the love there. But he was a very learned uh, person and Krishna's uh, scriptural advisor. And so Krishna sent him to bring a message to the gopis and the other inhabitants, the gopis in particular. Of course, as it turned out, um, 
Udava was sent there to learn something about a kind of love that's kind of off the scriptural map that he wasn't uh, familiar with. And um, so Krishna said, I previously, I sent Udava, but he was not fully able to pacify the gopis, but you are a better um, uh, choice for that, given that, that you yourself are a Brajbasi, you, you're, you're from there and so forth. So Krishna advised him, go back, hmm, and, and, and advise them, tell them, assure them that I'll be coming back uh, shortly. Hmm? Tell them to hold on. And um, so Balaram got encouraged from this. And as a kind of a, in passing or as, a, as a, an afterthought, Krishna said to him, and by the way, when you're there, you should marry those gopis who had a crush on you during holy almost to remind Balram of the fact that, uh, that, that 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 crush was there, although it was really not something that he was preoccupied with or was something that was even on his mind. On his mind is Krishna only. Hmm? Serving Krishna, protecting Krishna, loving Krishna as a friend. Hmm? Not only in the sense that there's a space for other relationships for Balram, but but this is this is the defining kind of um, disposition of Balaram. As Krishna really pivots around his romanticism, hmm, Balaram pivots around his fraternal love for Krishna. So advised by Krishna. Now, just prior to this, I should mention that there's another feature to Balaram's romantic life, which is the marriage of Balaram to Revati, which I took place, I think, even before Krishna was, was, was married, but only at the request of Krishna. This is a different type of relationship because this relationship between Balaram and Revati is not in Vrindavan. Hmm? So the, the measure, the intensity of the love is, is such that it's imbued with some sense of majesty and the divinity of Balaram and so forth. So it doesn't afford the same type of intimacy where that majesty is overwhelmed by, by um, or subdued by intimacy as we find in 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 Vrindavan. Uh, so um, Krishna has told Balaram, return and by the way, when you're there, you should attend to their needs as well. So the romantic sensibilities are obviously on Krishna's mind, but Balaram has to be told about it, has to be predicted by him that he'll have a married life, which he's not not something he's thinking about, um, reminded and uh, and even requested by Krishna to um, tender to their, their their sentiments while he's there. But the main reason, and this is the chapter that, that this uh, discussion, this holy day, is based on the Rasayatra of Krishna, the Ras, or excuse me, the Rasayatra of Balaram, the return of Balaram to Vrindavan, and his uh, his uh, um, uh, Really, really, uh, his um, marriage really uh, to uh, these particular gopis, but hmm, it's really as we we'll see a secondary theme even in the chapter itself. Hmm? Uh, even though ostensibly that's that's what it's about. Well, he's about it's about him going back and 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 delivering a message to the other inhabitants and marrying these gopis. So anyway, he returns. And he speaks to his friends, he speaks to the, the, the elders and um, assures them of Krishna's affection for them and that he will return and so forth. 
Um, and in the context of the overall the Bhagavatam, of course, these Mathura and Dwarka Leelas of Krishna are all meant to be, reflect back on the nature of the love in Vrindavan, which is the ideal that the Bhagavatam is showcasing. A love uh, in intimacy with the Godhead, where his own majesty and Godhead is, is suppressed by the power of that love, which makes it such a charming, charming play. And a play, really a leela, leela means play, in the full sense of the term. There in, in Baraj, Krishna has nothing to accomplish, only to play. In Mathura and Dwarka, he has the need to speak on Dharma and so on and so forth. So some people, of course, will be, will be more attracted to that. Krishna has a more of a kind of a dignified, sage-like type of uh, persona um, there. But the secret of, the, of, of what this Braj Leela is about and the intimacy that it affords us, this is what our uh, charges, our uh, saints and the, uh, the founders of our Sampradaya are trying to um, give us a window to, to enter into. This is what Chaitanya Mahaprabhu is, is about, that Vrindavan Leela. So Balaram arrives, he pacifies the elders and, and to some extent the friends um, who, but, 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 but he himself is not satisfied. He is in Vrindavan and he, and Krishna is not there. Jiva Goswami says in one place, Balaram without the Krishna is not Balaram. So he couldn't be his full self. There are times in the Braj Leela where Krishna's friends, Krishna and Balaram's friends are separated from Krishna. There's four basic types of friends. One type of friend participates with Krishna in his romantic life, the other three don't. And when that participation is taking place, in midday, those other three groups of friends, types of friends, remain with Balaram. And he's able to um, fully occupy them as the fraternal love in this case, in the absence of Krishna for this short period of time. But with Krishna absent at a distance, Balaram in Vrindavan having returned there doesn't feel whole enough to do that. And, uh, but they go through the motions. Um, of the daily affairs, for example, of cow herding and whatnot that they did when Krishna was there, but something is missing in Balaram's own heart, and that's the presence of Krishna. So, at any rate, he meets with the gopis at a certain point, and he delivers Krishna's message to them. And of course, uh, the language of Sukadeva Goswami there, the, the the narrator, is is important because we find. He says, what does he say? Rama Sankarshanabhita. He speaks, um, um, use these words to describe not only the, the reverence of Krishna's gopis headed by Radha, who he's speaking to, their reverence for him as the older brother who engenders, whose presence engenders respect uh, they're in love with his younger brother. They, they are showing through the language of Sukadev respect for Balaram, but at the same time, Sukadev conveys Balaram's respect for them. The respect, for example, of, of, a, of a young man for, 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 that would be due to an, an, an elderly lady, a mother, for example. I think Jiva Goswami in his rendering this chapter in Gopal Champu um, 
as Balaram speaking to them, addressing them as mother. So the relationship between Balaram and Radha is nothing like the relationship between Radha and Krishna. And Bhakti Rasamrita Sindhu in his commentary there, Jiva Goswami posits Balaram's parental feelings for, for, for Radha. But he's able to represent Krishna he, in a representational sense, Krishna's presence is felt by the gopis, by, by, by Krishna's gopis. And as a result, not only of the message that he bears hmm, from Krishna, but his own feelings for Krishna, him being from Braj like Uddhava was not, and being the brother of Krishna and knowing how he feels, the gopis actually, Radha and, and Krishna's gopis, they actually get assurance and satisfaction from Balaram that they haven't had from any other messenger, including Uddhava, mm-hmm. thus far. And uh, they, 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 they achieve some type of assurance that Krishna is going to return. And this is very, very, very significant. And shortly, mm-hmm. and, having, and, and, and having experienced that, then they make a request of Balaram to do something that exactly what Krishna asked him to do that he, that he appears to have forgotten about, preoccupied with representing Krishna to those who are missing him rather than in pursuit of his own um, romantic life, so to speak. So the gopis, they say to him, Radhika says, we accept you know, you, 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 you have represented Krishna well. We feel his presence through you and so forth. One request we have, hmm? that those gopis who have, have had a crush on you and have kept themselves in waiting hmm? in the hope that you would return, you please tender to them. To which Balaram responds, yes, I should certainly do that. Is it to say, yes, Krishna also mentioned that, um, but I cannot do without the with the, without the permission and the blessing of, of Nanda and the elders. So again, hesitation on his part. And nonetheless, uh, Radha speaks to Nanda Maharaj. He gives his blessings. Having now received the, been, having this, uh, this union suggested by Krishna, asked for by Radha, blessed by Nanda, um, Balaram says, yes, all right, I should. But I shouldn't do it without Krishna present. How can I be married, get married without my, my brother, who would be my best man <laughs> present? Um, and so uh, one thing leads to another, and he foregoes that and has the Rasiatra with the gopis, which is described in either four, depends who you're listening to, or two verses of that chapter of the Bhagavatam. Mm-hmm. I hope you understand my point. In other words, there are, there are four verses, but I think Bhakti Siddhanta Sasri Thakur comments that in some, in his Chaitanya Bhagavad commentary, that some manuscripts only have two verses. In our Goswamis, our Acharyas have only commented on those two Whereas uh, maybe in the Ramanuja Sampradaya, there's some comments on, on four. So there's two or four verses that describe the, the Gandharva 
right marriage of Balaram and his gopis. Gandharva rite means a rite, uh, a ritual, a type of a Vedic marriage that doesn't have all of the other normal uh, social uh, formalities and so forth. It's based only on infatuation, not any other consideration of astrological uh, consideration, uh, time and place, and so on and so forth. So um, Balaram goes north of the, of the great uh, Banyan tree along the banks of the, uh, of, the, of, of the tributary of the Jamuna, and there he meets with these, these gopis. And again, it's described in two or four verses. Now, just to make a comparison, Krishna's rendezvous, Krishna's Rasalila. Sometimes this is described as Balaram's Rasalila. It's described in two or four verses. Balaram, Krishna's Rasalila is described in five chapters of the Bhagavatam. So just to give some comparison, the, 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 the extent to which Krishna's romantic life is emphasized and is central to the Bhagavatam in comparison to Balaram's. Two verses versus five five chapters, five chapters that, 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 that the text has been building up and building up to, and, and that constitute the, the apex or the zenith theologically and emotionally um, of, of, of the whole text, if you will. So yes, Balaram has a romantic life um, and, and it is r- robust. And I'll go into that a little bit, but the lens to which we're looking at him gives us a more full picture of what he is about, which is his fraternal love um, for Krishna. So anyway, in the, in the context of the, 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 those four verses, Balaram uh, um, um, meets with the gopis. He, he has a penchant for uh, intoxication. So he and they drink a, some type of um, honey beverage it becomes, he becomes inebriated. Um, he shows um, majesty and the power of his godhood to um, a, a kind of a shadow representation of the Jamuna. Jamuna is, is sometimes described poetically as the daughter of the sun uh, when she's personified. Kalindi, she of course marries Krishna as one of his queens in Dwarka. And uh, so our commentators in the, uh, the founding charities commentators have, I believe, depicted uh, the deity that personified before Balaram at this time, who wanted the Jamuna to come closer so that he could, he and the, and the gopis could bathe in her. And he was intoxicated, so she ignored him. Hmm? And then he showed his majesty and with his plow, Haldar, which is it's a name that, it, that has some Aishwarya to it that's employed in the text. He dragged the river um, to him. And this chai, the shadow of the, of the daughter of the sun, appeared and offered respect to him and so on and so forth. So this is a very, very different setting than the Rasalila of Krishna, um, um, which, in which the, that kind of Aishwarya, the godhood of Krishna is... is is, uh, is doesn't have an opportunity to express itself. And again, it's um, described in a summary way in, in four verses. 
So the romantic life of Balaram is very secondary to his paternal uh, uh, love for Krishna. Now, it is at the same time, uh, if we want to enter into that, we don't. That's not the window of opportunity that our sampradaya is giving. We want to enter into romantic love for Krishna, fraternal love for Krishna in Vrindavan. One of these two are the, these are the two opportunities. And um, so with regard to fraternal love, of course, the position of Balaram, that should be made, made clear. Um, we don't want to enter into the romantic love of, Krishna, of, of Balaram. There are other types of Vaishnavas separate from our lineage that have that as their ideal. For example, in Vrindavan, there is a group um, at, uh, uh, I think, what side it would be on the eastern side, perhaps of the um, of the Jamuna. Um, what's it called? Baldeo. Hmm? And um, there's a group of Vaishnavas there. They come from, led by by a certain group of uh, family of uh, or lineage of of of, of Gore Brahmanas and. Um, and they're um, they're called they're called Ahivas Gore Brahmins, I think, and 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 they 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 represent a sect of Vaishnavas that have a particular a different window, if you will, of opportunity that they afford for entering into uh, the lila than our sampradaya. So there, Balaram is the family deity. Kula Devata. And from their perspective, Balaram displaces Krishna and takes his place as the principal protagonist of the whole Leela. For these devotees, Dauji, as the deity is called, the elder brother, he uh, reigns supreme and he's accompanied by Revati, who again is, a, is, is the first wife of Balaram, whose love for Balaram has some majesty in it. Hmm? So she's there uh, along with, with, uh, with Balaram. And from this angle of vision, the Chatriya side of Balaram is emphasized. Chatriya, Balaram is born uh, as the son of Vasudeva, who was a Chatriya. Krishna's uh, the son of uh, Nanda Nyasoda, who are Vaishyas. Of course, he, he's raised in Braj. He's more, in one sense, the son of Nanda and Balaram in terms of, excuse me, Nanda and Yasoda, but in terms of affection and intimacy. Um, but technically, he's a Chatriya. So, you know, they reason in this sect, well, he's a Chatriya. Therefore, he, therefore he, he comes from a royal lineage and um, he should be given distinction over Krishna. So this is their particular love, their particular um, ang ang angle of vision. And they look at the, at the um, capriciousness, if you will, of Krishna hmm, as uh, further indication in comparison to the, to the more appropriate, uh, so to speak, conventional behavior of Balaram, who I've described as the Mariada Purusha in Krishna's life, looking over and make sure, make sure he does the right thing. The famous story in the Bhagavatam of reporting on him when he ate dirt which of course led the mother sort of looking into his mouth and, uh, and seeing the whole universe inside of him and so forth. But um, the fact that Balaram would report on him is, is, is an example of how he uh, 
sought to, at the behest of Mother Yasoda, see that, uh, that, that Krishna behaved himself properly. So they look at this, they, say, they, they reason, see, therefore Balaram is more, uh, uh, should be given the main, um, um, main role, if you will, in, in the Leela. So if you go there, for example, then you won't hear this Krishna's two Bhagavan Swayam echoing, which is a, such a foundational point, that Krishna is the fountainhead of all avatars, which is so well supported by our Sampradaya. It's a very interesting theological, theological perspective, um, but very well supported, very, very insightful. So you won't hear that there. Neither, however, will you hear the kind of scriptural support that the Godias give for Krishna's two Bhagavan Swayam for Balaram being the uh, taking the lead role as they see him. Nonetheless, that um, that uh, that's all right. <laughs> In other words, we're not we're not we're not against it. That possibility exists. That type of um, um, I'm looking for. There we are. There's the screen. That type of um, transcendental um, participation in the Leela is available. If you come through that uh, lineage and, um, and pursue the, the appropriate sadhanas and so forth, but, but understood in light of our Sampradaya, it is a way of looking at Balaram where the emphasis again is on the Mariyada. In this, in this sense, it means more on the, the godhood of Balaram rather than the playfulness of Krishna and the fact that he forgets that he's God and his devotees don't treat him as God. They're, they're treating Balaram as God and reasoning why he should be um, addressed as such um, more so than, than, than Krishna. Um, um, so, for example, uh, uh, when describing the, the, also the Rasayatra of Balaram and his romantic life with his gopis in Chaitanya Bhagwat. In Chaitanya Bhagwat, Vrindavan Dastakuri is a devotee of Balaram, a devotee of Nityananda. He's in Sakirasa. So in the first part of his book, he, 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 he speaks about how Nityananda Prabhu is God, a point that, that Chaitanya Mahaprabhu had re-emphasized and re-emphasized because of his unorthodox behavior. It's very interesting that in Gorlila, Chaitanya Mahaprabhu is Krishna, becomes more orthodox, accepts sannyas, very strictly follows the Mariyada. And Balaram, who's the Mariyada Purusha in Krishna, now becomes misbehaved, so to speak, or unorthodox, unconventional in his behavior. And Krishna Chaitanya has to point out his divinity again and again that people might not mis misunderstand him. Hmm. So there's, a, there's, a, there's an interesting um, reversal of the roles there. Um, but in all his unconventional behavior, nonetheless, Nityananda Ram is always placing all focus on Chaitanya Mahaprabhu, what Chaitanya Mahaprabhu came to give, and, and so on and so forth. Um, so, um, so anyway, while Krishnadas Thakur, in terms of making the point that Nityananda Prabhu is, is the same point that Chaitanya Mahaprabhu is making, should be revered and so forth. And, um, he says he's Balaram himself and he has his own Rasalila, therefore he must be God. So the, what he's saying there is that Krishna has Rasalila and people think, oh, he must be God, therefore. So he says Balaram has one too. This is the way he uses that. But if we look at the Rasalila, if you will, of Balaram, 
carefully as we have to some extent today, then we'll see, oh, it's a secondary thing. And my point is that commenting on that section, Bhaktisiddhanta Sarasthitakwa says explicitly that the relationship of Balaram with his gopis is pervaded by, mar by maryada, hmm? which means proper social decorum. It's not parakya, for example. We already explained. Balaram got permission from Nanda Maharaj to marry these gopis, even though there was a Gandharva marriage without social, all, this, all the otherwise in other types of Vedic marriage, normal procedures taking place and the younger brother being invited as the best man and so forth. Given the circumstances and the request of Krishna that he marry them, the blessing and encouragement of Nanda and Radha and other gopis, well, okay, he married them. But that relationship that he has with them is pervaded by Bariyata. It's not a parakya relationship. Parakya means that it's that, that, that socially speaking, it's unacceptable. It's underground. It's uh, it's hidden, which makes it more intense, of course, because there are obstacles to it that have to be overcome, and it intensifies it, and, and so on and so forth. There's nothing illicit about it because every everyone belongs to Krishna. Even the gopis' so-called husbands are are. Um, uh, he, he's the husband of them also, if you will. He's, so, um, um, but comparatively, the parakya that's so uh, romantic life of Krishna, that's so central, is very different from the romantic life of Balaram, which again is pervaded by Mariyata. Now, Mariyata means, it implies Vaidhi, Marg, a sense of Krishna, of, in this case, Balaram's godhood and so forth. So when we look at Balaram as the friend of Krishna, we're not, we don't look at him in, in, in that way. Hmm? When the coward boys are saying to him, Ram, Ram, Mahabaho, who, Ram, you've got long arms, you're supposed to be strong, but you've never done anything. And we go back to the chapter we began with, the dense playing of Dinakasur, when they're egging him on. We've never seen you perform any wonderful act. Mishoda says you're the protector. She, you know, we believe her, but I mean, is there any evidence of that? Hmm? So this, again, they, they, this, this causes him to, to rise to the occasion, slay Dana Kasura, free the Tal fruits, which then became, this is a very, uh, again, a coming out of Balaram, his chariot in Mathura and Dwarka, the chariot that he rides on from Dwarka, if you will, back to uh, Mathura. And, and, and just before going across the Jimun and entering into Mardavan, he changes his dress from a prince into the rustic, dressed of brudge, which means to say that the prince identity of himself that corresponds with other types of love in the metropolitan and celestial cities of Mathura and Dwarka respectively, that person is merging back into the original Balarama, which they've come, who appears in rustic dress and associates in intimacy um, with his friends as the principal friend of Krishna. So he changes his rustic dress and enters. And on the chariot, the point is there's a flag and the flag is marked by the tall palm. So again, we're back to the start, this Leela Venikasura, uh, where he uh, slayed the Venikasura and freed the tall fruits, tall palms and so forth. It's very central to, and kind of a coming out chapter of, uh, of, of Balaram as the best friend of Krishna, who also has uh, a romantic life on the side, but that is not, a ragmarg. Hmm. Um, ragmarg means vidimarg ragmarg. Vidimarg means we, we worship God because we're supposed to, um, based on the do's and don'ts of the scripture. Rag means they, they love him just 
like you, you, you like you love other like you love someone because you fell in love with them even though it's against the rules something like that that's a very very powerful uh, type of love and that's the that's the current of love that comes through our sampradaya so with regard to balaram on a day like this it's important to point out how that plays out and who balaram is through that particular lens which would be then the full face of of Balaram. Um, just like in Vaikuntha, they, they have reverential love for Krishna or for, in the form of Narayan, and that's a glorious and, and venerable affair, but uh, the full face of Krishna is not present in, 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 in Narayan. That is his expansion for Vilas, for Leela, in, in majesty. Hmm? So there's a side to Balaram here that we're talking about, uh, somewhat um, similar idea anyway, just to make the point. But that's not, if you will, the full face of Balaram. So on, on, on occasion like this, it's, it's, it's worth making these points. I've written about it uh, extensively in my book, um, Circle of Friends, that hasn't come out yet. And uh, the first section of chapters on the circle, on the circumference of the circle are the, are chapters about tattva so it, in the early part there we have a chapter about Balaram and, and his uh, the tattva about him which is again the purpose of it is to give the focus on the very personification of fraternal love and how he's seen in that way through the lens of the Goswamis and our Sampradaya so I hope these points have been of interest and helpful um, to you are there any questions Are you there? Yes. Okay. Yes. Is that a bye? Thunderbox. Yes, it's a bye. Harivogumrash. Great to see you. Thank you for the class. Um, I just had a question. At one point in the class, you said that um, when Balaram comes back um, with the coward boys, they kind of go through um, the the um, motions of the cowherd Leela, the daily Leela, and stuff like that. And it just made me wonder when. Krishna and Balaram are both um, gone in Dwarka and Mathura. Um, is, are the coward boys just kind of like, is time kind of like frozen in their separation? Because I was like thinking they can't, I can't imagine they're still doing the coward service and stuff when they're gone. That's essentially my question. At best, at best it's described, they're, they're like Jivan Muktas. <laughs> in Gyan, in the school of knowledge, this term Jivan Mukta is very prominent. Jivan Mukta in that school means that the, the sadhu, the saint, has awakened knowledge and eradicated avidya, ignorance, the seed, the, the genesis of all, of all suffering that comes from karma, desire, and the subsequent action that produces a reaction. That has been eradicated. So he is a Jivan Mukta. In this life, he's a Mukta. However, Gyan doesn't have the power in and of itself to eradicate um, the Prabhu karma, the karma that's already manifesting. So all the karma that might have come, might have been due, that was percolating, so to speak, generating, has all been eradicated. Now the Prabhu karma, in order for it to play its course, it has to play its course, so to speak. So the Jivan Mukta lives in the body, his parabdha karma plays itself out, but he does not plug into it. She does not plug into it at all, so it doesn't perpetuate it. And when it finishes, that that's called death. Mm-hmm. 
So he's there, but he's somewhere else. You understand? The Jivan Mukta is there in the body, but he's not in the body. The body just playing itself out, doing his thing. And he is situated in himself, in the Atma, hmm? is the idea. So while the body's going through these karmic functions, something like a fan, that if you pull the plug out, it'll still go around, go around, go around for a little while, something like that. So sometimes the inhabitants of Vrindavan are compared to Jivan Muktas in a kind of a comical sense to say that at best, they're just going through some motions automatically, but really they're not there. They're somewhere else. They're lost in feelings of separation from Krishna and somehow things are, are going on. Sometimes it's described like that. And other times it's described uh, their experience of, of a kind of a 10 stages of separation that render them incapable as you're, as you're thinking of it, of carrying on with daily affairs and so forth. So, you know, in the poetry of the, of the Acharyas, it'll be described in different ways, but the implication always is that practically speaking, yes, they, their, their lives have been completely um, disrupted. They are deeply, deeply absorbed in Brahabhav, in separation and how that may play out uh, unconsciously going through motions, perhaps, at best, if not frozen altogether, so to speak, as, as, as you've referred to it. Does that help? Yes, thank you, Gramrash. Okay, what else? Guru Maharaj, it's Kanuram here. Yes, hello. Um, I was reading um, in a, the chapter from Chaitanya Charitamrita about the associates of Lord Nityananda. And there's a mention about uh, Gadadhar Das being the incarnation of a person named Purnananda. Mm -hmm. uh, there's a super brief purport from Srila Prabhupada about Purnananda being one of the primary girlfriends of Lord Balaram. Mm -hmm. Is there more information? Have you, have you heard more about her? Should we assume that she's one that Lord Balaram might marry or dance with in such a Rasyatra? Yes. Yes, that's a, a, a point uh, worth discussing. Um, another example of how Balaram's romantic life is not an ideal for the Ragmar devotees. Hmm? The Ragmar devotees are devotees who follow the Ragmar in ideal and they, as such, they follow one of the associates of Krishna who embody and fully represent that ideal. So like to follow Subal or Sridham or to follow Lalita, Vishaka, Rupa Manjari and so forth, as we do. Um, um, so this is very central to Raganuga. That means to say that some acquaintance with the associates of Krishna is, is, is essential to the Ragmarg. But if you don't even know the names of the, of the gopis of Krishna, anything really to speak about them is not recorded in the Bhagavatam and, and other texts emphasized by the Goswamis. How can they possibly serve as Ragatmika examples of the Ragmarg to follow? If you, practically speaking, they're anonymous. However, it is true, and you bring it up, that one person, one Acharya, 
uh, Kabi Karnapur, who wrote the book, Gauragana uh, Deshtipika, among other texts, um, he has identified one gopi named, what is it, Purnananda, I think? Hmm? You there, Kanaram? Um, yes, Guru Maharaj, that's, that's what's listed right. there in Chaitanya Charitamrita yeah. report. Purnananda. As he appears partially in a devotee named Gadadhar Das. Now, the book Gauragana Deshtipika is an attempt, the first attempt, and this on the part of Kabi Karnapur, other attempts have been made later to identify the immediate entourage of Chaitanya Mahaprabhu with personalities in the Vrindavan Krishna Leela. Here's Krishna coming as Gore, his associates, the implication is much come with them. So we tried to identify them by what other devotees said about them, what they may have said about themselves, by references from scriptures about how they behave and seeing similar behavior, uh, showing up in them, he, he made this identification, and and um, again, again, other attempts have been made, and there are differences of opinion, and sometimes he himself records differences of opinion and so forth. So um, uh, it's not often to be uh, taken so literally. Even some of his opinions uh, have been adjusted by others in the sampradaya, looked at different associates in different ways, and so forth. But he does uh, mention. Purnananda, the, the favorite gopi of, of, of Balaram. But we don't know anything else about her. Nothing else has been written. Practically, she's anonymous. Okay, a name. But, but nothing else is written anywhere, not even by Kabi Karnapur and so forth. So, um, so no is, is, the, is, is the answer. And, and again, it brings up the point that there's no really figure, ragatmic figure who's depicted, described their characteristics, their, 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 their dress, their place of residence, and, and so forth, which we have of other devotees who merit or are worthy of following if we are to pursue the ideals um, uh, afforded us by the Sampradaya. Does that help? It does. I think I heard you mention once before that their, their position is, isn't something that's a window of opportunity, like you say. Yeah. Yeah, it's, it's not Rag Marg, it's Vaidhi Marg, Mariada. So, it's there, but it's, it's just like Vaikuntha's there, but it's not something we're interested in, worshiping God and with, with uh, majesty and reverence being fully manifest uh, as, it, as it is there. So this is a more subtle division. It's, it's, it's less majestic than that, because obviously Balaram's in human form and so on and so forth, um, but still majesty, um, if you will, has the better, has the upper hand over sweetness and intimacy in the relationship, in the romantic life of Balaram and the gopi's relationship with him. What else? Any other questions? I have a question. <clears throat> Come on in. Yeah. Come yeah. On. Um, so everyone in Vrindavan has, at least my understanding is that they have a Bob for Krishna. Yeah, Krishna, or, yeah, Balaram is also Krishna. Okay, but yeah. that answers the question, so that would be, they wouldn't have a Saibab then for Krishna, the gopis that marry. Um, when, you, when Krishna says, uh, uh, when, when Rupa Goswami defines Krishna as the object of rasa, with whom one can have a defining relationship, uh, emotion for, uh, 
um, like romantic relationship that defines your personality or friendly relationship. Krishna is the object of, he says, this means Krishna or Malaram and, and other Leelas and so on and so forth. So, so right, now these gopis we're talking about, they don't have a Stayiba for Balaram. Here's another thing about that, of course. I mean, you... I mean, I have mentioned this, some, this, this other lineage of Vaishnavas in Baldeo who, you know, worship Balaram in this way. I don't know a whole lot about them. And, it, 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 you know, you can't know everything about every, every religious group out there. What exactly they, in their window of opportunities being offered, is another thing. It's not clear that they necessarily offer, through this lineage, you can become a gopi of Balaram and worship him along with Revati. It may just be Dasi Bhakti for Balaram and, and, and so forth. Mm. So, um, so that that's even available at all to become a Gopi of Balaram is 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 is, 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 is questionable. Just as just as an aside to emphasize the point. Does that help? Yes. Thank you. Okay. Anything else? I guess I want to end with this, that, uh, you know, that, that, that we have all regard for Balaram's romantic life. I mean, we've played it down, so to speak, just by accurately representing the Sampradaya, but it's a perfect uh, type of love nonetheless, and um, important. It's just not the full face of Balaram, which we're fortunate to, to have, have a, um, a focus on through our very um, learned and generous uh, founding acharyas, Sri Rupa Goswami, Prabhupada Jai, Sanatana Goswami, Prabhupada Jai, Sad Goswami, Prabhu Ki Jai, Gaudi Vaishnav Guru Parampara Ki Jai, Bhakti Vinod Paribar Ki Jai, Jai Si Bhakti Vidanta Swami Prabhupada Ki Jai, Bhakti Rakshak Sri Raddev Goswami Maharaj Ki Jai, Sri Bhakti Siddhanta Saraswati Thakur Prabhupada Ki Jai, Gaud Bhakti Vrinda Ki Jai, Gaud Premanandi. Thank you very much. Hare Krishna. Thank you so much. Okay, I'll be with you again on Sunday morning, I think. Hare Krishna. Hare.